Right now, yeah. we live for real this time? Maybe. Well, now it's spinning again. Just thinking. Let's see. I think you're on. Maybe there's time. I think we're going live? I think we are now. Yeah. I think you may need to fire your producer and get someone. Ha! <laughs> 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 nah. All right, yep, we just went live. So, should we watch the live video? So, there we are. Hey. Oh, hey, look at that. We can actually see now. And I, yeah, Woo. and I, I shouldn't and have I can hear off. myself. All right, <laughs> so, now that we're live, because we had a little hiccup on the live stream, it's happened a couple times now as we're learning how to do some of this stuff. Uh, my name is Sean Walsh, and I'm the Emerging Services and Technologies Librarian here at Madison Public Library. And with me is the incomparable... Charlie, and I'm the Guiding Ohio online learning coach here at the library as well. All right. So Charlie's here with us for the grant. So, um, yeah, that's what that's how Charlie's around. That's why he's the Guiding Ohio and not the Madison Public Library. But he's with us at the Madison Public Library. Um, so this is our live um, trending tech, talking tech. Uh, we'll talk about news uh, that we find interesting in technology. We'll talk about things we find funny sometimes. And we'll talk about some of the products and services that you might find interesting from the library that has kind of a technology spin to it. Uh, we're always open for questions, so feel free to put questions in the chat. We're still working out a way for people to call in. Um, not quite there yet, but soon you'll be able to call in, and we'll be able to work with you live. Um, and you can also book an appointment with Charlie. Charlie, talk about a learning yes. coach appointment while we're getting started. So you can take the time to schedule an appointment with me for an hour here at the library. I can help you with anything on the lines of computers, um, well, obviously computers, uh, smartphones, tablets, uh, apps that you may not know how to use that much. Mm -hmm. um, to certain limitations, obviously. Uh, certain things I can't do. <laughs> yeah, there are uh, certain things that we cannot do. We cannot come to your yes. homes. Uh, we cannot do anything. He knows that better than me. <laughs> yeah, we cannot come to your homes now. We cannot uh, fix certain pieces of technology, mm -hmm. uh, but we can tell you how to get them fixed. Um, so if there's someone out there that can help help you need them, you know, help get them fixed, I we can do that with you. So okay. and you can help with library apps and non-library apps, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. We can help with we can ha help with this. Basically, if you bring us something, if we don't know how to find how to fix it, we'll help you find a way to find someone who does. It's uh, pretty much that simple. Um, so I'm just posting out. Uh, Posting out Join us live. live. Yeah. I don't know, Charlie, if you want to share on your page real quick, join us live. I don't know if I'm even logged in. <laughs> yeah, logged in? Okay. So while Charlie's getting into Facebook, I'll read a couple of news stories. Oh, yeah, I'm good. You good? All yeah, right. Should be. So um, kind of the big thing, you know, make sure to turn your volume down so we don't have to hear ourselves. Yeah. Um, so what, what's going on right now is the E3 uh, Expo. So that's the uh, Electronic Entertainment Expo. So this is really where all of the video game companies and some of the technology folks do their big debuts. So you'll see stuff released from Nintendo, Xbox. Um, I think, Charlie, you're going to talk about some stuff from Atari, maybe? Um, yes. Some good old Atari stuff. So go ahead and do your thing. All right, let's do Atari real quick. You want to do Atari? So, well, Atari really didn't show up to E3. This okay. Year. Sorry. But um, well, I mean, it's all good. It's on the same topic. At same least. topic. Okay. So Atari, you know, twenty six hundred from years and years ago. Yeah. Don't go too far back there. because yeah. I had one. <laughs> <laughs> so Atari is releasing another console. Uh huh. But it's not just a console. It's also a Windows-ish PC. 
I think you said you said you could put Linux on it as yeah, well. Yeah, you can put anything on it operating system wise. So you uh -huh. can put Chrome, you can put Linux, you can put Windows, whichever. Yeah. And you can play classic Atari games on it. But it's you have to choose one or the other when you're using it. But you can easily swap back and forth. So it has like the, uh, the I'm seeing the screen. Yeah, yeah. It has a computer there. So it has the Atari joystick that I'm very familiar with. That has yeah. like the button and the the, the stick yes, part. The singular button. And then it has and more like a wave bird, almost like. Um, yeah. Kind of like what I'd see maybe an Xbox or a PlayStation controller. Yeah. That's it cool. looks it looks very modern and mm -hmm. it looks very cool. Yeah. Um, though uh, people don't like the price tag on it for. Well, what's the price tag, Charlie? Well, um, so if you want one that has a controller, well, technically two controllers because they have one that's simil similar to an Xbox controller. Yeah, four hundred bucks, and that's, bucks. that's rounding it from the three ninety nine that it has it marked yeah. on wherever it is. That's fascinating. Um, but that's also, I think, the wood version of the it. wood grain. Where wood uh, grain? Well, yeah, I'll tell you what. The wood grain <laughs> uh, Atari brings back some good memories for but me. But I like the wood grain from yeah. this one too. Yeah, it is nice. It's very nice. I mean, it's a small small spot on it, but I think yeah, it's fine. Yeah, so, so. so I can't remember what the price point was for the, like, um, I know someone did a conversion at one point and, like, said, you know, what the some of the original ColecoVisions would cost. Mm -hmm. And they were in a couple hundred dollars when you when you when you took them and moved them to, like, today's yeah. rates for things. So even though it was, like, you know, you know, it was 40, 50 bucks at one point. Yeah. We're, you know, much higher than we were at that point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so did you share it share it yet on Facebook? Uh, I'm getting there. Okay. So um, keep talking about Electronic Expo. So, again, after this um, ex exposition uh, gets done, you'll start seeing more games coming out for from our friends at Nintendo, Xbox, uh, you know, Microsoft, and Sony. But you'll also start seeing things like some more VR gear coming out. Um, you'll see new graphics cards for your computer, uh, memory. Um, some of those things all kind of show up about this time. Anything that has to do with gaming... Um, will kind of get wrapped up and released around now. Um, in the past, they've done some other kinds of experiential things. Uh, this was the first time we saw the Kinect was at E3, which then ended up being moved into from the gaming space into um, you know other spaces for virtual reality as well as mapping things. So some of this technology starts in games and moves on into other places. Uh, so while Charlie's... Do you share it on your Facebook page? Yes. Yeah, good. Okay. So... I love I love physics, I love science, and I like liquid crystal stuff because liquid crystal engineering happens a lot in Kent, Ohio, and I'm a Kent grad among other places. So so they've come out with this I, I gotta read it right. Ultra thin liquid crystal metal lens. So it's a hybrid of a metallic as well as a glass type lens okay. that when you put current to it, you can use it to focus. So, what, like, the lenses on my glasses are a certain kind of grind, yeah. okay? So you've got, a, like, a concave, con, you know, convex. So, like, when you're looking through a lens for a telescope or a yeah. microscope, you know, they're made to go only one way. Mm -hmm. So you've ground it so that it goes one way to either make things larger or, you know, uh, bring things closer to you, bring, you know, make something further away look larger. Where with this particular crystal, this liquid crystal, you apply electricity to it, and it can change its shape. Hmm. So, like... You know, I could have a, a single device that can yeah. be both a microscope and a telescope. Okay. So kind of thinking through this, you know, uh, it changes how we do, like, lenses on phones. Yeah. So now I can have a macro, so I can take, you know, the great, great up-close shots. Yeah. Or I could have a telephoto the size of my phone lens. Mm -hmm. You know, so we're not talking these, 
you know, I, I don't know if you've ever seen them like it. You know, when you watch the Super Bowl or any kind of big sporting yeah. event, so they got those guys with those yeah with those gigantic, gigantic yeah. lenses that cost yeah. thousands of dollars. Yeah, you can do all that with a with a small piece of yeah, liquid crystal. That. You can just kind of bend it with yeah. electricity. And you know, so this changes for for lenses for like cameras and phones. But let's think about contact lenses. Yeah, you almost become a superhero at this point. <laughs> so like, yeah, eagle vision and like you can zoom in. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of true. Yeah, and it's kind of cool. But I could all, I could see it as helping folks out. You know, so so you have trifocals. Yeah. You know, those are one of so I in my opinion some of the hardest glasses for folks to wear. You know, because you've kind of got, you've got one lens, you've got for this, you've got one lens yeah. for this. And you're, I, I always see people with, like, trifocals doing this a lot when they're using computers. Yeah. What if, literally, the glasses, the contacts adjust? So, like, I'm looking at a computer screen, so now it's my bifocals. Yeah. I'm now looking at a mid-length thing, so now it's the middle lens. Now, you know, I'm driving a car and I need to read the sign down the road. Mm -hmm. You know, my lenses adjust fluidly yeah just like our eyes kind of automatically adjust the contacts yeah. would do that or the glasses would do that so i think this is a cool technology and the fact that it's liquid crystal so liquid crystal you got super thin you know wafer yeah. thin you know so uh my glasses aren't terribly thick uh but they're thick enough and um you know it'd be nice to have paper thin glasses yeah, like, you know i'll never do contacts because i got a you know i don't want to touch my eyes it kind of freaks me out yeah but uh it'd be nice to have thin, thinner lighter glasses i can mm -hmm. tell you by the end of the day sometimes they weigh a ton um so what else you got in the queue there Charlie? all right let's do and anytime there's questions please please throw them in the chat we'd love to hear from you yes so just watching all right watching so the stream here let's do so for your uh pc vr people out there or, uh facebook Quest VR people out there. Uh, Facebook is not trying ads in Oculus VR. Um, from what I can tell, it's nothing major right uh -huh. now because obviously they're still testing it out. Ads, okay. Yes, which, you know, you know how the ads go. Well, I'm just thinking the whole point <laughs> of VR is to get away from everything. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, and I've seen several ads in games. Um, mm -hmm. I can't think of what baseball game it was. Um, that uh, they found was using a lot of network, uh, mm -hmm. a lot of, doing a lot of network traffic, because what was happening is it was live, um, pulling, uh, live updating the ads yeah. in the baseball stadium. So um, when the the company lost the contract for having the ad on the wall on the you know, yeah. they, they they switched out with somebody else. Mm. So the game manufacturer was making money not from just you and I buying the game, yeah. but like these advertisers. Who then, you know, would have to pay to keep their ad in the game? Mm -hmm. It's crazy, um, you know. So I could see, I could see that. But like, you know, a giant pop up. You know, I'm, do, I'm, you know, uh, I'm Star Wars nerd. So yeah. you know, I know you are too. <laughs> you're fighting Darth Vader. You know, and you're doing the whole thing, and then yeah. an ad pops up, Geico. And I'm like, no. <laughs> well, I don't think it's going to be too too, those types too invasive. Of games. Yeah. Okay. I think it's going to be more your like uh, sports games uh -huh. or like at the very beginning of the game, very end of the game, yeah. that kind of thing. So it doesn't destroy the immersive experience. But like this one, I see it has like, like, you know, like the barriers for like sports, a sports stadium. Yeah. And it's up on the barrier. It's up on the barrier. It's up on yeah. the wall. So okay. it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of so like, it's not any different so than like, the know, game like the, I was just talking about. Yeah. Or like, you know, like how the NBA usually has like all the ads running across or like uh, soccer. Yeah. Has like the banners that go all the way I around. I love the soccer things because the way they yeah. change. Because they yeah. all come up. That's basically what I'm thinking they're going to try to do with yeah. it. Um, but so far it doesn't seem to be um, 
horrible at mm -hmm. this point. But obviously, since they're still testing it, they're taking um, obviously feedback and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, personally, as a VR person myself, I don't want it because <laughs> uh, you know I like ad-free stuff. Uh huh. Um, and I hope they don't make it so you have to pay for it later. But I mean, hey, good for Facebook. I guess they're trying to get ads on things. Now. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people realize that uh, Facebook owns um, owns Oculus, basically. Yeah. I don't. I think a lot of people didn't realize that until they realized with the new Quest that just came out, it says Oculus from Facebook on yeah. the box now. So it's it's interesting who who owns what. Like you know, Facebook owns this. Nowadays, yeah. Microsoft owns this. Sony owns this. As far as the gaming sphere, yeah. Uh, but then you like go into other places and you're like, what do you mean? Tesla owns this, 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 and this. I mean, mm -hmm. they make cars. Well, no, they make roofs. And they mm -hmm. they make roads and you know they make you know make all kinds of they things. They make a whole slew of things, and yeah. you don't realize it until you really start looking at it. Yeah. Or you start looking into other things, and you're like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I saw an ad for um, Tesla's um, uh, like home home battery backup. Hmm. So you know how like you have a, like a generator. Yeah, for like the, house? the home generator. Yeah. It's so it's, said it's, it's going to be a battery. It's a battery. Yeah, hmm. and a couple companies are selling them, like the Generac. I think you're selling yeah. them. It's interesting concept. Yeah. And you can hook uh, you can hook your you know your solar to them if you had solar or um, some of your other kind of generating things if you have yeah. wind power water power or just regular you know pull the power from the the grid and store it for when the lights go out. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of cool. But like okay, it, it, it's Tesla, you know. So are they putting all their effort into each product? Or are they just kind of mm -hmm. like doing a little bit here, a little bit there? That's always been my problem with Google. Well, that, that, that was the same. That's what I found out with like their Starlink. Yeah internet service that tesla just came with or came out with it's okay at best yeah but it's satellite internet <laughs> yeah satellite internet's always i mean I, i've used satellite internet uh we used to use it to connect bookmobiles and stuff at another mm -hmm. library it's always weird because you know you lose your internet just like you lose tv yeah it's, it's weather based you're still trying to shoot something up through the sky to hit one of the echo star sats yeah. which have been compared there since the to 80s. yeah you know your cable connections and all that kind of stuff. Which, which get hit by the backhoe virus when the, the guy down well, the street with the yeah. backhoe digs it up. But Well, that's usually uh, the only time. But like yeah, with, or with the trees knock it down. Yeah. yeah. But usually that's the only time you have issues with like cable ones. But like satellite, it's everything can yeah. affect it. I've had some good experiences with satellite. I've been terrible experiences. They're not very good for gaming yeah. for a long time. Um, there's a lot of latency. Yeah. Uh, but if it's your only choice, it's your only choice. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, I, if you're I, out I'm not, remote... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not dissing anyone that has satellite yeah. or anything. I'm just saying this: the whole Starlight thing or Starlink thing yeah. was it was it a was a hokey. great great concept, but on on paper, but in practice, it's like eh. I think yeah, I like feel like at mediocre. times they're spreading things too thin. Yeah, you know, uh, like but that's anyway, always like been my concern about yeah. Google. Is Google, you know, Google develops a ton of products, and then you notice they kind of collapse in on themselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, y'all remember Google Wave? Probably not. Very few people do. No. It was a product. Um, I can't think of some of the other collapsed Google ones that I fell in love with. Well, Google Plus is a big one. I didn't fall in love with that one. I didn't fall in love with Wave either, which is kind of the precursor to mm -hmm. Google Plus. But there's a couple other Google projects I, I didn't, missed. I, I, w I was on Google Plus before it died, and then I was like, eh. But yeah, I mean, it it couldn't compete it with its rivals. Yeah. It could not compete with Facebook or Instagram yeah. and all that kind of stuff, yeah. no. <laughs> So, a um, couple different places are working on um, increasing the size of a hard drive. So, we're always right. in the drive to make processors faster and drives bigger. 
You yes. know, <laughs> Charlie and I were talking about, um, you know, I've, I've been in technology for a very long time. You know, so I've seen things evolve over time. You know, I've seen mm -hmm. all versions of Windows. I can remember fondly Windows uh, 286, very, very fondly. Um, no, I don't remember. <laughs> I remember. I don't think it fondly, though. Yeah. No, actually, it was kind of cool. It was the first graphical I'd ever seen outside mm -hmm. of the Mac stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, a couple of different places is using graphene. Now, graphene is an allotrope of carbon. So just like um, you've got graphite, mm -hmm. and you've got carbon nanotubes, and you've got diamonds, and right. then, you know, graphene is somewhere in that zone. It's honeycomb shaped. Mm -hmm. So they're using graphene on the drive. Because okay. graphene, um, like everything in that uh, graphite kind of family, conducts electricity. All right. Uh, most people don't know that pencils conduct can, can conduct electricity. You can mm -hmm. use them as circuits. Um, and so they're using that in combination with uh, this heating process to kind of heat up the graphene to the drive plate. So you get about 10 terabytes per square inch. So if you think about a square inch, you know, it's not a very big, you know, oh, yeah, spot. No. And you figure the size of a regular hard drive platter, which is uh, about that round. Yeah, about take. so, yeah. So 10 terabytes per square inch. You know, and, it, and of course they're round, so square inches yeah. doesn't make complete sense. But um, yeah, so that's a lot of density. I mean, yeah. you know, we're getting to that great, mm -hmm. that great density where, you know, we're starting to get to these huge storage mediums. Well, I mean, I, I look at like... I mean, I play a lot of video games at home. <laughs> Looking at some of the more modern games today, mm -hmm. where, you know, a game could be, you know, 30, 40 gigs a size, mm -hmm. but then an update comes later, it's 60, 70 gigs of storage. Yeah. On top of those, what the those game updates, is. Those updates, you know, kill you sometimes. That's yes. what makes some things obsolete, like... Um, a lot of Roku's yeah. went obsolete because they couldn't get the updates or smart TVs. Yeah, because obsolete they didn't all the have time. the storage for it. They don't have the storage for the new YouTube app or the new Netflix app mm -hmm. or the new Hulu app or whatever. And Disney Plus didn't fit on some devices because yeah. it was a big app. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you know, taking that consideration, I have like two two terabyte hard drives at home mm -hmm. in my computer myself, and I haven't even gone through half of the terabyte of yeah. one of the ter or half of the yeah. two terabytes yet. When you start to do video work. That's, that's when you start what, yeah. to feel it. Like that's the, when the it's video gone. stuff we do here, like as we do the story times, as we do some of the crafting programs yeah. and things like that, um, it, that takes up some storage. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, you know, to keep those videos long term, because we do load things up to Facebook and YouTube and whatnot, but um, you know, I still want to have the original footage to kind of re-edit it and, and use it later. Yeah. So um, we have. Uh, we have a storage array, and I think that's like 16 terabytes. Mm -hmm. And even then, I'm like, wow, this won't last long. Um, yeah. So the yeah, video is big. Um, now, see, I'm surprised they haven't done any of that stuff to SSDs yet. Um, I know SSDs are slowly starting to get bigger and bigger. Yeah, so the storage. difference between an SSD and a hard drive. So hard drive is a physical... Uh, a physical device where it's got a plate that spins I mean, similar to a record. I mean, SSD is still technically or physical. CD. <laughs> well, the SSD is physical, but the, the SSD is stored like you do. But it's more it's digital. Like RAM. It, well, it's, yeah. it's mainly like, I, I put it, to, I'll tell people it's a USB. It's similar to how a USB it flash is, drive It's just works. a giant USB, which That's is a, the same it's as RAM. It is. Yeah. It's just plugged in differently is how I put it. Yep. Yeah, the, so yeah, SSDs are faster. Um, the problem is the density of an SSD. You can't mm -hmm. quite get to that density because there's, um, you still can outpace that with with physical things like graphite and even yeah. magnetic magnetic film and stuff. But we're getting there. We're getting yeah. there slowly but surely. Um, 
so North Carolina State University, speaking of storage, this is kind of cool. Uh-oh. So probably everyone's had their biology class at some point where they talk about DNA. Yeah. So it's, you know, the, the building blocks, the structure of, of me and you and who and how, may, how, yeah. how I am me and you are you and Miss Melanie's Miss Melanie over there. Um, so DNA doesn't have to necessarily be the structure of a bird or a person or whatever. It is a chemical, okay? Yeah. And so the folks in North Carolina are using it as a storage medium for data. Huh. Like, like a word doc can be stored within <laughs> DNA. Um, because DNA has, you know, this innate properties of storing huge amounts of data, because you figure to make a me, make a you, make a yeah. whoever, that's a lot of data, mm-hmm. you know, to decide, you know, our hair color, shape, eyes, color, you know, all that stuff, skin tone, whatever. That's a ton, a ton of, of data being stored. And so that's, that unto itself is mind boggling. So if they can kind of get to the point where they're, they're, they're getting this DNA stored, if you think about it, we would have these, these DNA drives. Yeah. Which to me th- sounds like a, a, like a jar of jelly. Yeah. I've seen <laughs> DNA, it kind of looks like jelly um, when you distill it out of things. Um, under the microscope, it looks like, it looks like gelatin to me. Um, you know, think about that. So like, is this vat? But I can also mm. think about you know storing storing data within our our bodies. You know maybe there's a yeah. strand of DNA that's in my arm that has all of my passcodes. Mm-hmm. You know then it'd be really hard to hack a computer if you don't have my arm. Then again you can yeah. cut my arm off too, which would be terrible <laughs> for me. Um, but uh, it's kind of a cool process. Now they were having trouble like doing things like previewing files. Oh. So right now the way they kind of do DNA, think about it like a cassette tape. Mm. So you got to start it and then you got to play it all the way through. Mm. Okay, so, you know, at, like data tapes and stuff. That's yeah. the big problem is you got to start it and play it all the way through. So they finally got to the point where they can, like, do a preview and say, oh, well, this is what this file is and give you, like, a thumbnail image of what it would be. Oh, Before, okay. you'd have to just literally play it back mm-hmm. and create the doc, create the image, create the video, whatever, out of the DNA. Now they're getting to the point where they can kind of do, like, previews yeah. and get in and, like, look at it and mess with it a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah, so we're, we're, at, we're at file we're level right there. now. Yeah, it's kind of spooky. It's, it's spooky in a cool way. So uh, what else you got there, Charlie? Um, well, Jaguar Land Rover is developing a hydrogen-powered vehicle. All righty. Those are two names of vehicles I can't afford, but okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, when I, read the, when I read the headline, I was like, oh, okay, luxury brand. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. they have more money usually to work with. Yeah, neither, neither you or I are going to be driving yeah, a Land Rover around anytime yeah. soon. But you know. I did hear that Toyota and, like, Honda are working on similar mm-hmm. things with it, too. So, you know, cars that we may still be able to afford later. Yes, yes. <laughs> but well, yeah. um, but they're planning on testing it this year okay. at some point, too. I don't know how quickly or what process mm-hmm. they're using, mm-hmm. you know, to build it. But, you know, they're just talking about how, you know, like, they want to make sure that they make it to this point at this year. Mm-hmm. Like I think it was like twenty thirty six. They want to have then okay. missions for that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, the coolest thing about a hydrogen vehicle is basically the the emissions from it is water. Mm-hmm. You know, because when you when you combust hydrogen, you you make you combine it with oxygen, you make water. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of nice. You know, other than the roads are always going to be wet, um, and the whole hydrogen blowing up thing uh, is always <laughs> is a little. But then again, if you crash a Tesla, those lithium batteries are highly combustible. Um, 
I don't know if you do you ever see the uh, I think it, I think maybe it was a Top Gear where uh, one of the hosts crashed uh, a battery powered vehicle. Yes. And it was a horrible fire, and he 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 could have gotten really seriously injured. He was lucky that he got away from the vehicle, but the thing burnt to the ground. Yeah. Um, not to discourage anybody from hybrid vehicles or battery powered vehicles, but it's a little. I am a little scared of them, in all honesty. Um, you know, I I've, think I've seen still, lithium battery or batteries yeah. do silly things. Uh, I mean, I go back to the what was it, the Note Seven? Oh yeah, the phone <laughs> that kept catching <laughs> on fire. Literally, yeah. Because what it was drawing too much. It was drawing too much, and then I mean, the problem with some of the chemicals that we use for these batteries is they are innately flammable. Yes. And they're flammable in oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> all around Just us. Boom. <laughs> you know that kind of boom, thing, which yeah. is not good. But at the same time, I look back at the Note Seven. With lithium ion batteries, and then I look at Tesla's, and I'm like, hmm. It's a lot bigger, bigger Note bigger 7. Note 7? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not knocking Tesla. I mean, you yeah. know, I would love to, to ride around in one and see what it was like. You know, I think yeah. I would find it a little, little weird not hearing the engine. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but I'm fascinated by them. Uh, every once in a while when I drive, there's off of Route 77, as you're heading down towards uh, West Virginia, there's um, there's a, a gas station and then there's a Tesla charging oh, station. Oh, they have a charging station. Yeah, and so I love to watch the Teslas roll up and now, plug see, in and I'm charge. I'm still waiting to see one come up here somewhere. There's a couple of people who drive around Teslas yeah, in, in the area here. I know. I know. One of I think it was someone I went to school with. Their parents had one. Oh yeah. Which was kind of cool. Yeah. But I was like, where do you charge it? Well, do I'd you, love to get a charging you, station you only have, like, here at the library. Yeah, like put um, in like a corner. Because there's there's some grants that you can get, so yeah. the, the library wouldn't pay for it necessarily. Uh, but there's some grants that you know would be able to install the charging station and okay. actually subsidize or pay for the power, mm. or the user pays for the power. So the library, of course, it uses power from the grid, but the library doesn't pay for it. The user pays for it, or okay. um, so it's kind of like, like a, a gas Tesla pump, subscription, gas pump for power. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So, or some people have a Tesla subscription; they can plug in anywhere, and it just builds their credit card. Or if they got an early enough Tesla, they charge for life. They can they can charge anywhere. They don't have to pay for it. That was kind of the gimmick initially, is you didn't have to pay for your electricity. You just plug in and charge as long as it wasn't your home. All right. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I'd like to get one here, and I'm still looking into grants for that. Because it would be kind of cool, you know, to be able to say, yeah. you know, hey, plug in, your, plug in your Tesla and then come check out some books. Enjoy all the cool things we do at the library. You know, plug mm -hmm. in your Tesla and go, go see a story time or, or go use our create space and, and make something with a laser. Yeah. You know, that'd be cool. Um, so I was gonna say, do you want to use that as your point to stop and do a couple ads since you've kind of been doing ads? Oh, we do ads all the time. We're living ads. We're living ads. Um, so let's see, a couple ads. Um, so I should I mentioned our crate space. Um, in our crate space, we have a forty watt laser that you can engrave um, into certain materials, um, and you can actually cut some uh, certain materials. So you can cut certain levels of wood. You can engrave into wood. You can engrave into stone. You can uh, remove the anodized coating off of an aluminum object or a bottle. So, for example, um, I'm not wearing my name tag because I took it off because I didn't want to make noise. But our name tags are um, done on the laser. Uh, we cut out shapes. We've made uh, uh, Christmas ornaments. So we've made uh, uh, tchotchkes, key keychains, things like that. So you can do fun things like that. And that's what our laser is for: is just to do small projects. We have an SLA-based 3D printer. An SLA basically means it's a liquid polymer-based 3D printer. Um, a lot of places have 3D printers where it uses a filament, which kind of looks like weed whacker line. Um, and that gets extruded on top of a plate and built. Um, ours is um, where it's actually a liquid. And when the build plate touches the liquid, a laser shoots up from below and cures one layer. 
Um, so we're at um, about a thousand micron layer density. So about a thousand microns every time that build plate comes down and uh, makes an object. So very, very high resolution. Not the fastest print in the world, but a very high resolution. And we clean it with uh, just regular um, isopropyl alcohol. We don't have to use any kind of fancy chemicals or anything like that. It's just dip it in some alcohol until it's cured, throw it in the light because it uses UV light to, to cure. So I just put it in some sunshine and your object's done. Uh, we have a vacuum former. So if you've ever seen like blister packaging, so like, you know, the packaging on top of toys, yeah, that's done with a vacuum former. Oh, okay. So whatever object you put under there, it heats up a piece of uh, malleable plastic and when you bring it back down, it sucks it down and makes a mold of that object. So uh, we've done where we've done soap molds. So we've made a shape um, and then vacuumed down the plastic to, to that mold and then being able to use the reverse of that to fill with soap or chocolate. Don't use the soap molds for the chocolate. <laughs> chocolate does not need to taste like soap. Um, so yeah, we made uh, holiday chocolates. We made uh, gem-shaped soap. So ooh, gem-shaped soap. Say that three times fast. <laughs> Um, so that was kind of neat. We have a couple of different uh, vacuum, or not vacuum formers, um, laminators. So we've been laminating people's uh, vaccine cards if they if they have chosen to get a vaccine. So we've done that for them. We uh, laminate all kinds of things for people. We can laminate up to up to two foot wide. Uh, we can also do cold laminating, which is uh, where we take two pieces of adhesive and laminate your things. For some things like a crayon drawing, say you want to save a crayon drawing, you don't want to run that through heat because it'll just melt the crayons. Yeah. But you can preserve your child's uh, crayon drawing with cold lamination. Yes. Uh, we have a button maker, and so uh, you can make uh, you know little round stick-on buttons like you have for sports or whatnot. You can make those all here. Uh, what else do we have that's kind of cool? Did I forget anything, Charlie? Oh, the wide format printer. Yeah. So we can print up to 36 inches wide on uh, kind of a lot of different types of stock. In fact, you can you know you bring in the stock, and we can print on it. We and uh, if we print from a roll, we're pretty much not reduced or not restricted to distance. You know, it's it's the length of the roll, so we can yeah. print off big banners or things like that. Um, you know, so we've got a lot of we've got a lot of cool things in our create space. You got the show, sewing machine. We got the sewing. The I always create the sewing machine. The crickets and the crickets. I forgot about the crickets. Oh, yeah, that someone else is just said. Um, our, our colleague Margaret just had mentioned the Cricut. We also do have a question. What is the cost to use these items? Okay, so Paula, I think that's, uh, yes. yeah, Paula. Hi, Paula. Um, so the cost varies on the items. So like we just do cost recovery. So for example, to use the laser, we're just doing cost recovery for the HEPA filter. Um, and so um, more smoky things we charge a little bit more for. So it's um, $5 for uh, like metal and glass and $10 for something like wood that would make a lot of smoke. The buttons we charge, uh, 25, 25 cents? Yeah, 25, 25 cents 25 a cents. button. Uh, for the lamination, it's based on the length of the lamination or if you use a pocket laminator. Yeah, the pockets. The size of the pockets, so that varies. Um, and the um, as far as the vacuum former, the, the plastic for the vacuum former is 75 cents a sheet. Uh, we don't charge for the crickets. You can just come in and use the crickets yourself. We don't charge for the sewing machine. Well, what do we do for the crickets? Uh, what do we set them up? Do we set them up with a laptop? Or do they bring their own? They can bring their laptop. They can they can either bring their laptop in, or we can set them up with one of ours. All right. So no big deal there. Uh, what else? What else do we have? We do charge uh, fifty cents a square foot for the wide format printing. So I think that covered everything. Did I miss anything? No. Okay. Cool. All right. Thank you, Melanie, because I can't always see the chat from where we're sitting at. 
And, you know, big thanks to Margaret out there uh, who's watching. And thank you, Paula, for the question. So, Charlie, what else you got going on uh, so, with, your, with, with some of your tech news? So, you know how there's Clubhouse? Yeah. You know how there's Discord? Yeah. You know how there's, like, other multiple chat, chat apps everywhere? Yeah, yeah. So, have you ever heard of Spotify before? Well, yeah, I know about Spotify for exactly. music. Yeah. So, Spotify is trying out a clubhouse competitor called Spotify Green Room. Wow. So they're trying a new chat app experience from Spotify, which I don't know exactly if you can integrate your Spotify like music account with it or whatever, but it's supposed to be like it's I guess I could call it more clubhouse than, than Discord more than anything, but um it's just you know, like little chat rooms that you can join in on, and mm-hmm. you know, like I see like examples of like a, a Sunday football watch party or. Well, yeah, I mean, I can see people doing watch parties like on Discord or whatever. I've seen that before. Uh, I, I think the whole, you know, with with the quarantine and pandemic and stuff, I think we've gotten this whole like, um, oh, what do I want to say? Like everybody in the grandmother's trying to get into this whole chat thing and <laughs> and. We don't need that many players, yeah. you know. Just if you got a cool, if you got a cool product, find someone to partner with. Don't try to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's some really great bots on Discord to play music, so I don't need Spotify. Yeah, you know. Um, well, I mean, I use Spotify on there because I can link my account. But yeah, at the same time, it's like if you want everyone to listen to the same thing, you can either integrate it through mm-hmm. Spotify or you can use the bots, which the bots typically use what YouTube sometimes, yeah. most of the time. Yeah, so they use YouTube. unless you tell them to do otherwise, but yeah, I mean, you but can, it, you can it, put the bots into Pandora yeah. or Spotify. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like, you know, I, Why th- this is cool, wheel? but yeah. um, so Margaret in the chat said something about charge for cricket materials. Um, we don't charge for materials because we don't supply materials. So come in with your own vinyl for the cricket, your own cloth, your own paper, whatever. We'll provide you the the cricket machine. And if you need to bring in your own um, laptop, you can. If you need to bring in, if you need to use one of ours, that's fine. The cool thing about the Cricut is you can do all the designs in the Cricut app from home or on your mobile device, and then come here, hook up, and basically yeah. print. So it's like doing your doing your resume and then coming here to print. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, thanks thanks for Margaret. Thank Margaret for uh, thank you Margaret for uh, watching yeah, just and ch- and ch- chatting. We I appreciate it. Um, what else is going on? So what else you got going? On? I I got some stuff. You, let's talk about. Well, you can go ahead. I'll search around all right. a little bit. So there's a lot of different types of display technology. A lot of people are familiar with LCDs, liquid crystal displays, and then LEDs, light emitting diodes, and then there's OLEDs, which is organic light emitting diodes, which confused the life out of everyone because they thought, "What do you mean organic?" Well, remember, guys, in chemistry, organic is. Um, Anything that's uh, basically carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. So it doesn't mean it's alive. It just means it's made out of those things. Uh, yeah. Petroleum is organic, and we don't want to chug gasoline. That would not go well. <laughs> um, don't try this at home, kids. Um, so another one that's out there. I, I've got to get this right. I'm gonna mess. I'm gonna mess this up. Low temperature polycrystalline oxide. LTPO. Doesn't that just roll uh, off the tongue? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I totally can say I, I that I can see again. it now. LTPO Speedwagon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Charlie, for laughing at the joke. 
I appreciate it. Yeah. And your um, jokes are getting worse. The jokes will continue to get worse, <laughs> and I will just keep digging there. I've got dad jokes for years. <laughs> uh, but so these these displays, you probably have already seen them because they're pretty common in Apple Watches. Oh. Okay. But what's unique about them is that they're extremely low power. That's why like my smartwatch and the Apple Watches, uh, it's surprising how long the watch will last. last for. Compared to say your phone, yeah, where or, my you know, you know my phone like eats because the screen is the number one thing is either the well the two things in my phone, the radio so the thing talking to the cell tower the wireless mm -hmm. and the screen those are the two things that eat battery everything else doesn't matter mm -hmm. okay, so for the longest time these really great low power displays were limited to a watch because. They couldn't really get it to be phone size. They, yeah, they some, couldn't make it to the right size. There was some size. limitations to, to making all of this stuff work. Well, I, they finally kind of got past that plateau, and now they're over that part of the plateau, and they can start making full-size screens. We're not talking right. TVs yet, but we're at yeah. phone level and tablet level. All right. So, well, I mean, I guess this would help the battery issue with yeah. most phones. So, yeah, so literally my... <laughs> You know, I mean, the biggest problem with anybody's phone is running out of battery. Mm -hmm. You know, when I when I travel, I do a lot of I do a lot of trail riding on the on my four wheeler with uh, yeah. with friends. You know, and you're in you know you're out for eight hours, ten hours with you know with no cell signal. You either turn your phone off, you know, and and, and, and hope turn you, it on. And hope you still got you know hope you get power yeah. and stuff like that because you can't just leave it on. Uh, but it, you know, if there's an emergency, you need to be able to turn your phone back on. Um, you know, this would be great. You know, or if I'm traveling in, in some pretty, there's some pretty empty areas. Despite what everybody thinks, you get you get in some parts of Ohio. There's no cell. There's no nothing. Oh, yeah. You know, and if you leave your phone on, it drains completely because it keeps trying that radio over yeah. and over and over again. Plus, you're wasting time with that, wasting power with the screen. If I eliminate the screen and just leave the radio into the mix, I can get a lot more power out of a battery. So um, I'm kind of excited about that. And in the same zone of watches. I think we've moved, we continue to move further with watches. Like, my watch does my heart rate. It's one of the reasons I wanted this one. Yeah. Uh, some of the newer ones will be able to do uh, glucose. Mm -hmm. So, if you're a diabetic, um, you know, I know some people have yeah. um, devices on their arms that help them talk with their watch. The watch itself can do the glucose monitoring. So, oh, you don't need cool. any external other things. I know some people have them on their arms or their, their stomach or whatever to help them monitor their, 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 their insulin levels and glucose levels and whatnot. Um, so, heart rate, which is pretty common at this point, but glucose is new. Temperature. So, what's the first thing you check when someone's not feeling well? Temperature. Do they have a fever? Yeah. So, if, could you imagine your, your phone or your, your watch is sending a message to your phone saying, hey, your temperature is Your body up. temperature is over you, what's you know, recommended level. And as far as level. we can tell, you're not exercising, yeah. right? And the ambient temperature around you isn't any different. So, hey, you might be getting sick. It'd be kind of nice to have that precursor warning to say, yeah. hey, that you might be getting a cold or the flu or some infection. So I think it's kind of cool. I mean, there's a little big brother-ish. You know, I could see, you know, your phone's taking your temperature and all of a sudden you get a VR ad saying, hey... <laughs> You might want to go get, uh, you know, might want to go get the flu shot today, you know. Yeah. Or, hey, you might want to. Well, it's too late now if you got the, if you got the flu. But hey, you want to take this over-the-counter flu drug or cold drug yeah. or whatever? Be a little creepy, but you know, <laughs> Facebook. All of a sudden, your your no, your, your, your feed is full just be, of. You just look at you just look at your watch. Hey, 
should you should totally get your shots. You know, do that right like, now. Really quickly. Hurry yeah, up. Yeah, quickly. Like now. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, make it to yeah, the yeah. make it to the hospital now. Hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up. <laughs> Calls ambulance for you so you can get there quicker. Um, I do know that um, there's an article, and it's a while ago when the when they started when they first started coming out with some of the heart monitoring watches and stuff. Um, it actually saved a guy's life. Um, his his phone was his phone was going nuts and his watch was going nuts because his heart rate was going nuts. Uh, okay. And he literally was starting to have a heart attack and you know it didn't have any of the normal the signs of his arm or his jaw or any of that stuff yeah. but his heart was going like the arrhythmia and all that stuff was going you know whatever the rhythm was all out and his watch and his phone were telling him and so he ended up dialing 911 saying I think I have a problem all my numbers are weird you know and say so they they went and they said oh yes sir you are you're totally going to have a heart attack so I mean you know anything to kind of save a person's life I'm all for yeah you know I'm good with that Got anything else in your news feed? Uh, I got, well, a, I got a bunch more. Um, what are we doing with time? We doing go to on, on time? Well, about since we got so started a little bit late, it's um, about 13 minutes till it's 8 o'clock. You've okay. been going for about 40 minutes. So All right. I would say maybe another five minutes or so. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, do you have anything more interesting than what I have on the screen? Uh... <laughs> Yes, 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 I do. Yes, I would rather you do that than this, then. <laughs> Some days, audience, finding technology things is really hard because yes. some of it's not interesting. That or it's a lot I'm not of, knocking Charlie, but yeah, yeah I that know. one was but bad. Like a, lot of like, a lot of it's just like, oh yeah, guess what? Yeah. Top five phones you can buy today. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. don't care. Product, product reviews have, have creeped into technology yeah. news in the worst kind of way. So, let's see. Um, do I have anything? I got a couple of pages. Look, I got a couple of pages worth of stuff because I print them out. Um, okay, I got a couple. I got a feel good. I like these feel good ones. Okay. All right. So I read this great article called Doug to the Rescue. So okay. there's a gentleman who's in the film industry, and kind of his speciality is um, cameras mounted on drones. Okay. Okay, so he's doing those overhead shots, those really awesome shots that look like, yeah. you know, helicopters coming in to get the bad guy or the good guy or whatever. Well... So he used that technology, and he put some infrared sensors on there and used the drone, and he's been going out and finding animals after, like, wildfires. So he was down in Australia. The World Wildlife Fund brought him down yeah. to Australia, and he was, so he's flying over the outback, finding all of these different animals and helping pinpoint to rescue them. So, I mean, if you can imagine, he's sending out all these drones with these infrared cameras and finding, you know, even small, tiny little animals. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, especially with Australia... They've got tons of really awesome animals that we kind of need to preserve because they're, they're, they're only there. Yeah. You know, so they're finding these little, like, you know, mouse-sized things. And he was in California after a bunch of the wildfires more recently um, and was, like, finding people's cats and dogs. Yeah. So, I mean, we're not even talking, like, you know, wild animals. I mean, you know, We're like, talking about, like, domesticated Domesticated, I mean, I mean, I, ca I can't imagine, you know, losing my house to a fire and then dealing yeah. with the fact that I've lost my pet. But, you know, this guy's reuniting the pets with their owners yeah. and stuff like that. So, you know, finding finding cats in trees. So it's Firefighter Superman and Doug <laughs> finding cats in trees. But I, I, I feel this is a feel-good story. It makes yeah. me happy. Um, so I'll probably wrap up a little bit. I've got one more I find is interesting. I told you about this earlier. So I read that John Deere. Okay. So John Deere, who started existence making plows and their yeah. big deal was they made a plow that the dirt didn't stick to that's how john deere got started all right 
John Deere now employs more software engineers than mechanical engineers. Hmm. So John Deere, you know, uh, who still makes wonderful equipment, you know, and I, I'm, you know, I have, I don't, I don't, I don't own a John Deere. I own a different tractor, but I'm, I'm a fan of their stuff. I've always thought it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, you know, and I have a friend who has a fleet of uh, John Deere combines and other things because he, he farms by GPS, he farms electronically, he's got a lot of acreage, so he uses every technology possible. And it kind of made sense. I mean, you know, you get into the cab of his, of his John Deere and you've got your regular, you know, all of your gears and stuff and, you know, you know PTO stuff and the turn and whatever. But he's got GPS here, he's got a tablet here, and he's got sensors placed everywhere Jeez. so he knows... Like, you know, this part of the field needs water. This part of the field doesn't need water. Yeah. You know, because his fields are big enough that sometimes he gets rain on part of it and not on others. Huh. You know, so he knows where everything is. He knows the nutrient <laughs> level. So he can say, hey, I need to spray fertilizer or uh, manure or whatever. Because yeah. I think he you know, I think he's, does mostly organic, so it's probably manure. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> it's a little gross. I'm sorry. Spray manure out there. Uh you know, but it's really cool. I mean, it's, so it's kind of fascinating. The John Deere, which is a very tried and true American company, yeah. has more software engineers than mechanics. I just find it weird. Is it a little <laughs> weird? Yeah. You know, because, you know, my my grandfather works with a lot of tractors, and mm -hmm. it just makes me feel, like, weird to think that someone like me could work for something like that. Uh -huh. And he'd be like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, software engineer. He's like, What? <laughs> I know yeah. in the '90s, John Deere had a cell, had several self-propelled automated tractors. Mm -hmm. that, you know that they would they could drive around and just do plowing, and it just there's no driver's seat. It just mm -hmm. just goes. Uh, one of my favorites is um, I think it's the folks out of the ODOT in Ashtabula. Um, so I drive 11 and 90 every day. Yeah, and they have this they have this robot that goes out and and mows um, the big inclines near bridges. Yeah, and I think that's brilliant because. And I think it is a John Deere because I, I think it's brilliant because, to me, that's very. It would be very dangerous to try to mow that. Oh, know, especially I mean, in a tractor. This, this yeah. Tractor because you could you could roll, you could get hurt. They're almost like almost straight up. Almost and down, straight up and down. Know. And so this thing has tracks like a bulldozer. And I watched the gentleman or the lady. I you know it could be either Couldn't one. I tell I, when you're I going tell 70, when 80 down a because it's posted. It's posted to 70, so I'm going 70. Yeah. Uh, Maybe a little faster, uh, <laughs> not much. So please don't tell. Um, so, but I, I love watching them. And the, the the person will be sitting there, and it has a little joystick like like remote control car. Yeah. And it's going up and down and mowing and going up and down. I can imagine, you know, this this person is now mowing all this stuff that would be overgrown and kind of problematic. You yeah. know, could could end up on the road or whatever. So that was cool. Um, so I think probably our last one out there. And the more I watch the feed, the more I realize how much I use my hands. Uh, I'm a hand talker. Have you noticed yet? <laughs> um, so Amazon, yeah, they yeah. have a service now. Shall we say a service that they're selling to other businesses, and it's called Just Walk Out. Okay. And so what it is is Amazon has tried this in some of their own stores. They have they do own some stores. And they use technology to track that um, you've gone through the store. Okay. So as you enter the store, you give them a payment information of some sort. Okay. So your credit card or your debit card or whatever yeah. is a payment when you enter the store. And as you take milk from the shelf and put it in your cart, 
it puts it in a virtual cart, like like buying things yeah. on Amazon. You know how you have your little cart in Amazon? The physical cart and the virtual cart mirror each other. Okay? So I'll, I'll get my milk. I get my eggs. I get whatever. I go up to, instead of having a checkout person or a self-check, yeah. okay, I stand there. It verifies that I, I am still me and everything is still in the cart where it's supposed to be. Yeah. And, and it makes sure you paid for it. It just lets you go. And you've paid. Oh. Okay. You don't have to scan anything. You don't have to touch anything. You don't have to pull out a card for it. You don't have to pull out a card. You you either have an account, like, you know, you have an Amazon account you use with it, or you, you, you go to a payment box ahead of time and give them your credit card information and say, okay, I am John Smith, and I'm going to be going around the store. And you don't even have to say that I'm going to go buy milk. Hmm. It just detects. And so if, say, I, I go to buy milk, and I realize that I have bought the wrong brand of milk, because apparently, according to... Some people in my family, there are brands of milk you're to buy and not to buy. So hmm. I may have grabbed the wrong brand of milk and put it in the cart. I realized this to save my own skin. I put the milk back on the shelf. It is removed from my cart, virtual and physical. Hmm. So it's kind of cool. It's tracking all that stuff. I find it fascinating. Um, you know, and I can see this in libraries too. You know, that we, we just, you know, someone just goes around the library grabbing all the books. Because we talked about this years ago originally when we were doing um, radio tag and books and stuff. You know, I get all my stuff together, and I just walk out the door, and it's already checked out to me. Um, you know, and, and I'm not saying we eliminate those positions. I say that those positions find more meaningful work somewhere else. You know, Well, I also, I also look at it as if the technology stops working or, uh, like, you know, there's a power outages. Well, power outage, you're, yeah. You're yeah. Not, nobody's well, going to be able to do saying. anything. We're going to need that yeah. just as backup instead of, Oh well, we can't. You can't come in the library because you can't check anything out, and you're like halfway done. Yeah. Then it's like you already have a book in hand. And it's not checked out yet. Oh no. That's why you have know, batteries. That kind of That's why you have batteries and yeah. generators. But no, I'm thinking more along the lines of, you know, there's. It's no more like going to the store and and oh well, there's only one register open and there's four thousand of us. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You can just you just go. You just once you once you've in out done in out done. Um, you know, and I'm not saying you know that I want to get rid of all the people at cash registers. I think that they could. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot more meaningful work that they could do within the store or other places. You know, um, there's a lot of creative people who work cash registers who could do awesome jobs of marketing the work. You know, making displays and whatnot. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, so again, I'm not saying let's fire all the cash register people. I'm just saying you know, keep them on. Just have them do something more interesting yeah. than than checking out. Um, so let's see. Anything else that's kind of out there that I think is kind of cool? Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Um, well, I don't know about you guys, um, but I've appreciated our time together. And so keep your eyes peeled. Uh, we have lots of different types of videos up there. We have craft videos. We have technology videos. Charlie, um, you're going to be doing a, um, a training video. Yes, on LinkedIn Learning or what was recently um, Linda. Lynda.com, yeah. <laughs> yes. So LinkedIn bought um, bought Lynda.com, and so they call it LinkedIn Learning now, huh? Yes. And so with that, you can get a lot of online courses to train on different things, right, Charlie? Yes. So if you ever use something like Coursera or something like that before, it's basically the same idea, just more with, or I would call it even YouTube, mm -hmm. with just a lot more learning end videos, mm -hmm. not like, you know, game videos or yeah. crazy so, video, I mean, blog I use, videos. I, or I use our our 
you know, I used it under Linda, and I'm using it under LinkedIn to do, uh, there's a lot of good customer service stuff there that yeah. I've used. I like that quite a bit. Um, I've used it for uh, social media marketing. Uh, there's some great videos on Excel. There's some great videos on, um, uh, just check in the comments. There's some great, uh, so thanks for watching, Paula. Um, some great videos on um, uh, like Microsoft Excel, Adobe yeah. Acrobat, WordPress. So some technology stuff, but also some great videos on photography. Mm -hmm. um, so how to take good portraits, how to take good uh, landscapes. Um, tons and tons of videos yeah. there. I mean, more than I, I know can count. I know that's where I've pointed a lot of people after my learning coaches, and I'm like, I know we didn't go over cra a crazy ton of stuff, mm -hmm. but, you know, here's Linda. Mm -hmm. Here's Linda to reinforce yeah. the stuff, you know. Or even learn something different. Learn something different, learn something new. Um, you know, because, I mean, anytime you work with a person, it, you know, you can only go so far, yeah. and and any skill, whether it's technology or or knitting. I'm going to shout out to to Margaret out there, who I am I'm a huge fan of. She's a knitting a knitting person, a crocheting person, and um, you know, uh, you know, for me to learn that, I'd have to practice a lot. Oh yeah, I'd have to, you know, for her, she's done it a long time. She's very good at it. She's practiced it a lot. She's very skilled. It's very impressive to watch her. Uh, you know, and, you know, like anything, you know, whether it's, you know, the, any kind of skill like that, you have to do repeti repetition. Yeah. And Linda, or LinkedIn, I'm going to keep calling it Linda, LinkedIn learning is very well, good at that's, that. That's what we knew it as. Yeah. And so I even call it Linda out of spite sometimes because I forget is now LinkedIn learning. Yeah. You yep. know, it's just that kind of thing. You know, we, we, we'll, we'll eventually flip it over, but for now, we're going to call it what it used yeah, to be. Yeah, I have a hard time calling certain things, you know. We were, I was talking to Charlie earlier about, um, you know, a, a convenience store called Lawson's. So I still call certain places Lawson's, even though I think they're now Circle K's. Um, <laughs> you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm a little old school there. So, hey, uh, thank you for, for watching. And uh, tune in. We'll be doing this again. So feel free to tune in and ask some questions. And uh, this will be up on our Facebook channel and YouTube for watching later. So uh, have a wonderful day and a wonderful month. And see you around. Go ahead and end the stream, please. Yay.